experience. Live and on-demand programs. Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm coming to you live from Merritt Island, Florida, home of the Mighty Mustangs. Well, folks, it's that time of the year. It's the end of college football season, or the end of the college football season. We close out our regular season, crowning conference champions, where there are winners and there are losers. And to be honest with you, if you didn't win the conference, you're just like everybody else. And I'm not calling you a loser, but you didn't win the conference. That really doesn't count. Good try. We'll try again next year. Uh-oh, something's going on here. Somebody's trying to call me. But anyway, yes, the end of the college football season. And people, it is crazy. We have witnessed some historical turnaround seasons. UCF, 0-12 two years ago, 12-0. Prof. Scott Frost, a big old fat paycheck. Yes, it did. FIU tied their, their best season, eight wins. Only four losses. Again, this is Bush Davis's first season as the head coach of the Golden Panthers. Coach, to you and your Golden Panthers, your coaching staff, congratulations. You did. You guys did a, a fantastic job. And we will see you in the Gasparilla Bowl December 21st over there in St. Petersburg. If you don't have your tickets already, you better get them. It's going to be a great show. FAU, Lane Kiffin. Oh, man, I tell you what. Ooh, Lane, you did an amazing job. 10 and 2. Well, actually, 11 and 2. You won the conference championship. So, congratulations to the, the Florida Atlantic University, the Fighting Owls. I should say just owls, but Fighting Owls sounds a little bit better. And for the first time in over 40 years, now, now y'all got to listen to me here. Listen to me good, loud, and clear. For the, for the first time in 40 years, Florida State University and the University of Florida are not a part of a discussion that would name the best teams in the state of Florida. How could that be possible? Florida State Seminoles, barely bowl eligible. Jimbo Fisher leaves, takes a job at Texas A&M. Boy, there's some turmoil going on up there. University of Florida, Jim McElwain's third year First two years, he wins the SEC East, goes to the SEC champions, championship games. Obviously, he's playing, you know, one of the best teams in the doggone country in Alabama. Yet and still, he still took the University of Florida to the SEC championship game. Now, in his third year, after all the turmoil, nine guys getting suspended, getting kicked off the team, doesn't really have a real quarterback. He gets fired. He gets let go. But, oh, they bring in Dan Mullen from Mississippi State, a former Gator. He was with the University of Florida when they won a national title. Can he bring it home? Can he put 
the University of Florida back on the map where it's supposed to be as arguably one of the best college football programs in the country. Come on, Gainesville. We got some work to do. Let's get it done. Now, we are also witnessing the NCAA. They're trying to get it, they're trying to get it right again. They're trying to name, they're trying to put together four of the best, the four best teams in college football to play for the national title. That's tough to do. They're catching a lot of flight for it. There's a whole lot of conversations going on about who should be in, who should not be in. Alabama made it. Alabama edged Ohio State, which in my opinion, I think they got it right. It's tough to do, people. Don't blame them. Let's try and convince them that they need a 16-team playoff system in college football, at least 16. That's the only way you can almost get it right. So let's continue to preach that. But let's just enjoy the, the, the bowl festivities. These bowl games going to be some great games. And then let's see who wins the national championship. My bet is Clemson. Call in and tell me what you think. You can call me at 888-346-9144. I know you have an opinion. Let's talk about it for a little bit. In the meantime, there's this vicious, nasty coaching carousel that is absolutely mind-boggling. I cannot, a lot of us, none of us have any idea of what's going on with this coaching carousel. We just talked about, about uh, Jim McElwain you know, a winning his first two seasons, having a winning um, record, playing for the SEC championship. He goes to a little, I mean, I mean he, he had to climb over some hurdles in this third season, and he gets fired. I mean, but hey, but I tell you what, we are seeing, regardless of how vicious this coaching carousel is, we're, we're seeing the tables turn for college head coaches. And take note of this. Now, you heard it here first to get down with Hurley Brown. These college head coaches are tired of being used. They're manipulated. They're tired of having to put for sale signs up in up in their homes. They're tired of their kids having to switch schools. They want some longevity. They want it and they deserve it. Coach Al Golden told me a long time ago, it takes extreme consistency to build a real football program. So to all you ADs, all you boosters out there, stop being greedy. Start building programs. The wins will come. Build a program, not a team. Build a program. Now, joining me is my co-host. And again, he's got that Metro PCS. So y'all forgive him. He's a little late today, but that's my dog. He can do what he wants to do at this time, simply because it's my show. So welcome to my co-host, my room dog, Kelvin Harris. Kelvin. Kelvin, are you there? Well, I guess that Metro PCS ain't working again today. But anyway, we'll get him whenever he gets a chance. And we're going to continue to talk about this coaching carousel. But first things first, all right, before we get into the show, before we continue to talk about this coaching carousel and all the stuff that's going on, man, hey, 
watching that game last night, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals, it was a physical game. My heart and all of my prayers go out to Ryan Shazier, the linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, he suffered a horrible injury last night. Ryan, we love you. We're praying for you. And, man, I listen to Coach Tomlinson today. I mean, hey, you're a tough guy. We know you're going to pull through it. But just to let you know that right here in Merritt Island, Florida, bro, we support you. We love you. Hope you get, you get better soon. Now, I would also like to take this time to wish all those teams that are playing for the state championships good luck this weekend. And there's a whole bunch of them. That's not a whole bunch of them because a whole lot of schools in the state of Florida. But the ones who made it to the state championship game, congratulations to you guys. And I promise you, you get over there, you better take advantage of it now because Merritt Island is coming. We are coming. The Mustangs are coming. So you better win. You better enjoy your festivities and all that other stuff over there this time because, hey, I don't know if you're going to get back there next year. But in the meantime, so I would like to Wish good luck to these teams. Atlantic is playing Dr. Phillips. Coach Wells, hey, man, go do what you do. Bartram Trail, Venice, Miami Northwestern. Oh, my God. Miami Northwestern has made it back to the state championship game. Coach Edwards, I wish you all the luck in the world. You're playing against Armwood. Armwood is arguably one of the best teams on the West Coast. Man, good luck. I'm sure that's going to be an amazing game. American Heritage. My man, Pat Sertain, Ronde Gaston, all of those dudes down there at American Heritage. And I tell you what, this is the team that we lost to. And Pat, the way y'all beat us, if you don't win the state championship, man, man, you're going to have a long talk. But anyway, good luck. You're playing against Baker City or Baker County. Man, I wish you all the luck in the world. And again, I, I'm, I'm taking American Heritage on that one because they, they gave us the worst whooping I ever had in, college, in high school football. Rangers playing versus Coco High School, Coach Wiley, Coach AJ. You guys are going against my main man, Lance Jenkins and Johnny Wilkinson. Good luck. Somebody's got to come out a winner. Somebody's going to be a loser. Somebody's going to win. But good luck to both of you, and congratulations to both of you guys making it to the state championship game. Oxbridge, Coach Willis Snead versus Chaminade. University Christian versus Champagnat. Blountstown versus Madison County. Again, good luck to you all. You deserve it. You better take advantage of it. And hey, guys, it don't mean nothing without the rain. But anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk, continue to talk about this coaching carousel and breaking news today. In less than an hour, well, at 2 o'clock, they had a press conference for naming the University of Central Florida's head coach, their new head coach. I give it to you. We're going to take a break. As soon as we get back, I give you that name, and I'm going to give you the surprise that he brought with it. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Swarovski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, we are back. And Metro PCS has come through. My co-host, Kelvin Harris, the Metro PCS king. Kelvin, are you there? Hey, uh, I was just telling somebody, uh, you were talking about the coaching change. It's the Game of Thrones. Is that what it is, Kelvin? Oh, my gosh. This is the Red Wedding. It's uh, when the midget shoots his dad on the toilet. It's, oh, man, it is. <laughs> oh, it, it is crazy, man. I'll tell you what. But, again, hey, it's part of the game. We all understand it. But, Kelvin, this is what I'm seeing, and maybe you can correct me. Or maybe you can give me some insight on what I think I'm seeing. I have a theory right now. And what I was just telling our audience, you know, before we went on break, that what we're witnessing is we're witnessing these coaches that are sitting there saying, hey, look, I'm tired of being on this short lease. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of you holding me hostage. So now, Kevin, these guys are sitting there saying, I'll tell you what. You want to play games? Yeah, you want to play games. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to entertain this this team over here. This school wants me real bad. So I tell you what, if you don't give me what I want you, but if you're not giving me what I want want you to give me, I'm going over here for more money. And what what was happening, go ahead. Well, I'm saying is that now the uh, bar has been raised so that you got guys like Brent Venables. Uh, somebody was reading me the article where they asked him uh, yesterday on the radio show, uh, you know, about jobs. And he said, well, my 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 representative talked to people. But he said, look, I get jobs every year, but I just like where I'm at. And then he making like $2 million, so why would you leave unless you're going to? I don't this, know. This is true. And again, so... And you got family. Your family don't want to leave. And, and that's the thing. And... And again, I told I told the audience, 
before we left, while you were getting your Metro PCS worked on, I told him, I said, listen, man, these coaches are tired. Because when, when you fire a head coach, not only do you impact that head coach and his family and his kids, but there's nine other coaches on that staff. And their family. And, and their families. And then you got the recruiting department. And then you got, you know, some administrators, the, the DFO. And, you know, the, the people really have no compassion and no sympathy for having that type of an impact on their family. So this is what you're getting ready to see. You're getting ready to see guys going in there that are saying, hey, look, I tell you what. Nebraska wants me. Well, we're not, we won't use Nebraska. We use somebody else. But anyway, school A wants me. I'm at school B. So I'm going to sit there. I'm going to I'm going to force school B to give me what I want. I'm going to entertain school A. I really don't want to leave school B. But. If I'm going to make them. Want, I'm gone. Uh, exactly. And, and look at what Jimbo Fisher just did. And we're going to go through the little carousel here in just a second. The, the coaching yeah, change. I have one to add to that, by the way. Oh, boy. But anyway, um, Jimbo Fisher having some trouble, not trouble at Florida State, but Jimbo and the administration didn't quite get along. Jimbo no, said he wanted some things, some you know, get some things done that they weren't willing to give. And they, they didn't see eye to eye. So Jimbo, he, he uses Texas A&M as leverage. But when Texas A&M walked over there and they said, hey, look, we're going to give you a 10-year deal. And, and if you can correct me if I'm wrong. Guaranteed. Fully guaranteed, 75 million. Fully guaranteed, 75 million dollars. Now, the last time we talked about this, you were talking about the wife and all that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, oh, wife man, or not. Threw out the window when they said 75 million. 75 years. million, exactly. So, you know, and he went through a divorce. He don't have to pay no alimony on this, though, Kel. Hey, for this type of money, he could move her. Like, look, I'm going to get you a second. I'm going to get you a second home uh, so I, I can see the kids and yeah. we ain't got to see each other. Now, here's the kicker. Somewhere in there, and you know how, how, how rumors get started. Somewhere in there, there's a 30-acre ranch right outside well, of Austin, Texas, with Jimbo Fisher's name on it. Well, I can say this. The people that gave him the money, um, my friend was just telling me the one guy, the Sharps, they're right up there with uh, the Bushes and Bum mm. Bright. Uh, Bum Bright used to own a piece of the Cowboys. Uh, he, uh, they were telling this story on Paul Feinbaum's show yesterday. He was supposedly going to give him a hundred million dollars, you know, to do to help do the facility. He was going to give it. Supposedly they gave him a ten-year deal to get the money. He just showed up one day with a hundred million dollar check. Like, look, I ain't got time for all that. Here's the money. Don't call me no more. Do what you got to do. <laughs> but I tell you, that all money, something special, ain't? But anyway, well, hey, well, well, Hurley, we saw we saw this up close and personal with the University of Houston. John O'Quinn was on the plane with the University of Houston after we put our foot so knee-deep in, well, I ain't going to say the rest, on the plane ride back, and I got this verified because I know I've got friends with the U.S. They said he told them on the back of the plane, this will never happen again. And he dropped the cash as soon as they got back that Monday, to, or excuse me, that Friday when they got back because it was a Thursday night game, and they built that big old indoor facility with the track and everything at UH. 
there's a type of money rolling around in Texas. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And even Louisiana, you know, I mean, hey, that all money something serious. But again, you know, we're talking about this coaching carousel. Now, let's go out. We'll go out west. We're going to start out west. Arizona State. Uh, yep, Herm Edwards. Now, here's the beauty of that, though, Kelvin. And from what I'm listening, you know, what I'm hearing from Herm is that he is going to run it just like they would in the National Football League. I got a tidbit on that one. Okay. The guy that the, the athletic director is Ray Anderson, who used to be Herm's agent, who was also a lot of people's agent, who at one point does what Troy Benson does with the NFL, who left to get the job at Arizona State. Todd Graham basically is spitting his face. So they said, okay, they were going to fire Todd Graham in the middle of the year. They said, no, nah, we're going to wait. They gave Todd Graham $12 million to get on. And Ooh. basically, Herm is going to come on and, like you said, run it. Like, they're going to keep most of the staff and just go just like that. Just Basically, they just say, look, we'll take you out and we'll just put Herm in and we'll just keep it moving. Because they really like the way that the program is going. Yeah, and again, Todd Graham went 7-5. and five. And uh, there are a whole lot of schools out there wish they had gone 7-5. and five. I mean, it's, it's not... You know, he didn't win the conference, you know, and he's not going to make it to the playoffs. But I promise you. Apparently, he has the uh, personality of a rattlesnake. So um, that made it easy for them to uh, part ways. Okay. And again, I like Herm Edwards. A lot of people don't. A lot of football people are sitting there saying that, hey, look, this is not a good, good choice because he hadn't coached. Let me tell you something. If that guy is sitting in my living room. It's going to well, be hard for somebody to come behind him. Well, Herman, that's me. not exactly accurate. He actually has an uh, he has an association with all of the top players that's in college football right now because remember he him and Steve uh, Mariucci coach on the Armour game every year. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, and he, he's they know him. He has an existing relationship, a pre-existing relationship with a lot of guys, and then you know we're not even talking about the guys that he coached who have children that are now playing. College football. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's, man, that's a win-win. And again, you got a guy with his type of knowledge, his experience. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know what these people are talking about when they say that's not a good choice. They actually graded well, graded Arizona State as an F. I'm looking at this also, like, man, you please. It's also better for him because now he's on the West Coast full time and he'd be closer to his family. Well, good. So hey, I'm giving Arizona Arizona State an A plus. With that hire. Next, we got Nebraska. Whoa, Scott Frost hey, going home, baby. Hey, I told you that. You you didn't want to hear. You didn't. You kept telling me he was going to the University of Florida. As a matter of no, fact, yeah, I don't I even think he did the interview Nebraska. with the University we of Florida. No, yeah, we, we didn't agree with that. You <laughs> said he was going to Florida. But anyway, all right. You said, you, all right, oh, all right, all right. Well, I got it. We agree. But anyway, hey, he understands. He has won a championship at the University of Nebraska. He understands what it what it is to be a corn husker. Yeah. And he's got a he's got a great offensive mind. So again. Well what's what's interesting is he didn't take his offensive coordinator. And well, a lot of people nah. a lot of people wanted his offensive coordinator to get the Central Florida job, but as you can see they move quicker than a rattlesnake themselves. Yeah. And Danny White went out and got Josh Heupel. Who, again, a great offensive mind. That's an interesting hire, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. 
So, but with Scott Frost, with what he's done at the University of Central Florida, and again, A plus. Now, A plus, A plus. Now he's looking at one of our guys, um, Matt Lubick, Coach Sonny Lubick's son, who was with him at the University of Oregon when they when they made it to the chance, when they made it, well, made actually now? made the playoffs. Matt is with Mike Leach up at Washington State. Oh man, get that man out of purgatory. Yeah, so he's. Uh, I mean, that that those are one of the guys, and again, they got a great relationship, great working relationship. They're friends off the field. So, I mean, that's one of the names that we can actually kind of plug in. We'll pencil that in right now as being his offensive coordinator when he gets out okay. there in Nebraska. All right, so that's one. Okay, Oregon State. Gary Anderson. They let go Gary Anderson. Well, Gary Anderson just walked out. He retired. He said, I'm done halfway through the season. Then they hired Jonathan Smith, who actually played at Oregon State. I get him an A-plus on that because he understands the culture. He played there. He knows the ins and outs of the program. And let's just be honest, he's one of the few people that really wanted that job. Yeah, that that was rough. And, and again, you know, you got my nephew out there and Corey Hall played for the Atlanta Falcons, played for the Cincinnati. No, no, no. He he's, he's he was married to my wife's niece. Oh, okay. He's he's from California. Went to Fresno State, Bulldog. But they kept but, him though. They kept him on the staff. Yeah, they, they kept him, and I was really hoping that he was going to get a chance to be a head coach. He was an interim head coach, and he won three. Won, he was three and two as an interim yeah, head coach. He did a good job for him. I thought he did an amazing job. Did an amazing job. But again, Oregon State. You hired one of your own. Man, you can't go wrong with that one. And he's a great guy. He knows how to he knows how to win. He's an offensive-minded guy. Again, and Jonathan Smith, A plus. A plus. Now, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Boise State, UCLA, and then we're gonna talk about Texas A and then with Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin and Jimbo Fisher. But we're gonna take a break. And we'll be back in a few minutes. You'll be back with the get down with Hurley Brown and my co-host, Kelvin Harris. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. is the get down with hurley brown to reach our show today call in to 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to the get down with hurley brown at gmail.com now back to the show okay and you're back you're back with the get down with hurley brown and my co-host my dog kelvin harris and we're talking about this vicious coaching carousel. When we left off, we were talking about Oregon State and Jonathan Smith. Again, we both give him an A+. Great hire for Oregon State. Now, we'll stay out on the West Coast. Boise State, Tyson Summers is out. He's fired as the head coach. Whoa, back up. Boise State? Yeah. Brian Horson got fired? Yeah, Kevin, if if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, we just won the ball game. Yep. But anyway, so now, again, out on the West Coast, UCLA fires Jim Moore Jr., but they get Chip Kelly. I think that might be a good hire for them. Yeah. And I do, too. I I just think that what what Chip was able to do at Oregon, the University of Oregon. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, Nike's right there, but he's got a much better. He's, he's much more attractive at UCLA, especially California kids. You're right there, baby. You're right in the heart of LA. Well, on top now, of that, his personality fits the West Coast a lot better than it would have like if he got the Florida job. He's got to run up out of Gainesville. Because yeah, UCLA been, is going to yeah. allow him to do all the stuff he likes to do, changing the weight room, changing the conditioning, the food. That wasn't going to happen in Florida. No. But again, and that's why he didn't take the Florida job. And I, I don't even know how much he entertained it, to be honest with well, you. Well, I got to give him personally an A-plus for knowing who he is. Oh, yeah, no a doubt. Lot of people, a lot of people would have took the job, but he knows who he, knows who he is. And I think if you use CLA, it's an A-plus because with Clay held the USC, let's just be honest, USC is back. they they the new dogs of the West Coast. They couldn't oh, hire anybody. They had to hire a splash. Yeah, yeah it, it, had, it had to be a slam dunk. It had to be. That's the only way you're going to compete with USC right now. But again, Clay's been there for, for a minute now, so we're talking about extreme consistency. So, I mean, he took his bumps and bruises at the beginning. Because remember, they were sitting there talking about, hey, they were talking about at the beginning of this season that he was on the hot seat. But 
I mean, it takes time. They ride the ship. Yeah, it takes time, man. And that's what these these ADs and these boosters and, you know, the powers that be, you have to understand that. Even Joe Paterno didn't start off as a champion. It took him some time to build arguably one of the greatest college football programs in the history of college football. Dabo Sweeney was six and seven in his second year. Wow. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're talking about. All right. So now, UCLA, Chip Kelly, we both give him an A+. Now, we come on back across the country here to the Midwest. Texas A&M fires Kevin Summer. Uh, I got to give him an A+. Well, I mean, I mean just, just on the effort alone. I mean, they diving for loose balls, taking charges. I mean, they running the floor. They are woof. They have made a commitment, a ten-year, seventy-five million. And let's just be honest, early, it's more than seventy-five million dollars because you got the camp, the TV shows, endorsements. Oh no! Ah, oh yeah! No, this he very in ten years he 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 would have made. You know, just you know, not just on paper. But Jimbo make a hundred million dollars easily, easily, easily. And again, so you can sit there and when I listen to the press conference of Jimbo Fisher, I listen to Jimbo's press conference, you know, as to why he took that job, the AD, the president, and, and those guys, he's actually pretty close with the AD. He had worked with yeah, the AD some before when they were at LSU. And I mean, he said it. He said their vision, what they want to do at Texas A&M. And you should want to do that because you've been a redheaded stepchild in Texas for a long time. It's about time you took advantage of the resources that you have because Texas A&M hadn't been significant. Okay, Johnny Manziel was there, so they made a little noise. But they hadn't really done anything since the early 90s when they had Quint Coriop. Since, since they had R.C. Slocum in the record crew, you're right. But then, yeah. Bernie, let's be honest. Even then, when they had those great teams, they always peed on their leg, and they never made it. Like they were supposed to play us, they were supposed to team to play us that year in the, in the Cotton Bowl. In the they Cotton Bowl, on their leg, yeah. and they made Texas become the sacrificial lamb. Exactly. So now, again, it's about time, and we're gonna sit around to get down with Hurley Brown. We're gonna sit around and we're gonna wait and watch this thing unfold because I do like Jimbo Fisher. Now, my question is this, and I haven't gotten a phone call back yet. But who's going to be his offensive coordinator? Who's going to get the title? Because Jimbo's going to run the show. But who's going to get the title? As he's taking Lawrence Dawson with him. Well, I don't think he's taking Randy Sanders with him. I don't think he's taking Randy Sanders either. I think the guy that he that he wants is actually getting ready to be in one of these playoff games. Okay, so okay. Oh, you got to go back to who he knows now. Who was with Jimbo at Florida State with James Winston? Coaching the quarterbacks. Now, I got to spell it out for you, man. James Cody. Oh. That, that's my guess. That's my guess. University of Georgia wide receivers coach who was the offensive coordinator at the University of Miami while we were there. He was the quarterback's coach with Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. And I'm looking for Jimbo to reach out to James Coley and pull it. And James, James is with Kirby Smart up there at the University of Georgia. 
Okay, what we didn't get done at the University of Florida, I mean, University of Miami, while he was there as the offensive coordinator, he's getting it done now at the University, that, that University would of Georgia. That would actually be a good hire. I would like that for James. And then, honestly, that would actually help out Kevin Beard because he would probably get consideration for the wide receiver job at Georgia. Yes, yes. And, again, so my fingers are crossed. Jimbo, if you're listening, I think the best man for the job is James Cole, wide receivers coach, University of I Georgia. Think, I think it He's makes great sense. recruiter too. Yeah, I think the problem is though, I like Jimbo's ego and his aggressiveness. But hey, man, let's be honest with ourselves. They got to play Bama, Auburn. Oh, by the way, Auburn just gave Gus Malzahn a new forty-nine million dollar contract. So you got Bama, Auburn, and LSU. Well, I and mean, that's why that's why you better take some dogs. Yeah, you better take some alpha dogs with you in order to get that done. Because you just like you said, you got Coach Ogeron, Bebe at LSU, and again, he's gonna he's gonna get that thing going now. Don't make no mistake about it. Coach Ogeron is gonna get LSU playing at a oh, level yeah. that they're supposed to be playing. Then you still got to deal with Nick Nick Satan. Yeah, you know, one of the best there is, if not the best right now. Then and you got to deal with Malzone got new life at Auburn. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, again, but but you can get it done. You are at Texas A and M. You are an. Oh, Aggie. by the way, I, I didn't. I don't know if you know this, but they're about to rekindle the uh, series with Texas now. Uh, that. That's the rumor on the street is that they're going to have to start playing Texas again every year. And they should. They yeah, should. Just like. Sense at the yeah. why, why, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. No. Nah, exactly. To our point, that's another, hey man, that's another another piece of wood you got to chop to get that tree down. Right. But again, oh, hey man, but, but you, you can get it done. Yeah, you got $75 million. You better, you better get it done. And again, but the guys that you bring now, you got Lawrence Dawson, who's finally leaving Florida State. He's finally leaving Florida yeah. State, and Lawrence Dawson, yeah, he's going with him. He's going to A&M with him. So you got those types of guys wow. with you. Yeah. So I mean, I'm telling you, for for Lawrence Dawson to leave Florida State is huge. To leave his school to go out there to that means to Austin, they must Texas. be paying their assistants uh, a lot of money because Lawrence now, Dawson remember, and Odell Haggins are Florida State. They part of the furniture. They are part of the furniture, my brother. But anyway, so let's go. Let's keep moving. All right. So now we're gonna hit this right before we, where we go on break because we got a lot of there's a lot of conversation that's gonna have to take place with this FSU thing. Now, with Jimbo Fisher leaving Florida State, who's the guy? Willie Taggart was there on interview yesterday, but Willie Taggart left. Without a deal on it, without the deal being done. Well, now let, 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 me, let me go. Let me let me dig a little bit further now. Let me, let me go because the the rumor was Willie Taggart takes the Florida State job. It's his dream job, just like Oregon was his dream job last year. But a man has a right to dream every night. So if he went to sleep Sunday night and he woke up Monday morning. And he had a dream that Florida State was his best, was the best job in the world. Then that's fine. You can have two dream jobs. 
Because I got a bunch of dream jobs. But in the event that he was going to take the Florida State job, rumor has it, he was going to hire none other than Randy Shannon to be the defensive coordinator. Now, so let's just look at how this unfolds. Willie Taggart leaves Tallahassee. No deal done. Randy Shannon, less than four hours ago, took the defensive coordinating job at the University of Central Florida. Yep. I don't think that Willie Taggart comes to Florida State. And let's, let's just wait a minute. I know what you're getting ready to say. Because last night, Phil Knight told Willie Taggart, don't you sign nothing till you come back here to Oregon to see me. And I match the offer. Yeah, not just match it, but I'm going to show you who I am. They don't know who I am. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm Phil Knight. Well, I really think that Florida State, that Willie Taggart and Jimbo Fisher should every year send them a not only a Christmas card, but a Christmas card with like some jewelry in it. Oh, they, 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 they should support. They, they should support the program because they they both just got paid because of Florida State. Will leave this week with a six million dollar a year contract. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And and you know what, man? Hey. They, those guys deserve it. Now, we, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about why they deserve it, and we're going to continue on this coaching carousel because the University of Tennessee is still out there without a coach. The University of Arkansas is without a coach. Rice just named their head coach. The University of Louisiana Lafayette fired Coach Mark Hudson. Man, what is going really? on? Oh, my God, Kelvin, this thing is crazy. But anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Give you right back. And we're going to finish this, this vicious coaching carousel in college football in the United States of America. Oh, say, cat. Boy, y'all don't even want to hear this for. But we'll be right back. We're going to take a break. Be back in a few minutes. With the- Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back sitting here with this coaching carousel. Kelvin, again. So we've covered Texas A&M. We were talking about Florida State. Willie Taggart meets with Phil Knight. This is this is my prediction. If he hadn't already met with Phil. And Phil sits there and he tells him, and you know how we do it, Kevin. I mean, we, we big time. So we sit at the dinner table and we take the napkin. We take our $300 pen out of our shirt uh, coat pocket. And we write the number down. And we pass it across the table. And Willie, Willie shows it to his wife. And his wife looks at him, boy, you better take this money. Well, let's look at this. He got $20 million over five. Let's double that and make it, oh, let's just say $30 million over five. So yeah, you went from $4 million to $6 million in a week. And in a week. And he did nothing but take a flight. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, on that flight, you stopped in and, and recruited some players to go to Oregon. Yeah, because Oregon has like the number six recruiting players as of right now. But I tell you what, Florida State is bleeding because uh, we just got one of their linebackers. We got a linebacker from them from uh, from them, and we, I think we got a linebacker from them from, from Florida. So we just cherry-picking down the UM. And then uh, I believe Alabama just took one of their safeties. No, Ohio State, I think, took one of their safeties, and they got about three other guys that decommitted. So I'm going to tell you something. You made a key key statement earlier when you said Randy took the UCF job. If I was UCF, I wouldn't be so comfortable because the next person on FSU's carousel is Charlie Strong. And if he takes that job, they got an opening. But Randy's not, Randy's not that type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Randy, I mean, we all know Randy. Money's no issue with Randy. Randy don't care about a whole lot of money. Randy's not a big spender like that. Randy is a loyal person. And there was something that had to have been said or done that would tell Randy, man, go ahead and take the UCF job, sit tight. Randy's going to be there for a few years. And I wouldn't be so surprised if he's not head coach in waiting at the University of Central Florida. I really Again, believe Josh that Hyper. because, yeah. well, well, let's look at how they hired both of them. They hired the head coach. And the officer and the defensive coordinator, excuse me, at the same exact time. Simultaneously. Well, again, if, if there is an agreement that's on the table, that hey, look, if, if we hire you, this is the guy we want. Because we sitting back there, Danny White sitting back there saying, hey, look, this is going to be my next head coach. I can't make him the head coach right now because I'm going to take a lot of flight from the people here in, in Central Florida because of, you know, how the, the season ended up 
Yeah, and the offense, we need the offense to be we, – we don't, we don't need to have a drop-off. We need to continue with these 40, 50, 60-point games. All right, so we need an offensive-minded head coach. We just need somebody to come in here and sure up the defense. Now, Randy's that guy because the defense wasn't that – I mean, defense wasn't that productive over there at UCF this year. They won't. Yeah, I, I think mean, he yeah, will definitely but, show up the defense. And in that conference, man, that could be the big difference. They could be 12-0 and again next year. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Because nobody's playing conference or defense in that conference. Everybody's going 40-something yeah, points. Yeah, right there with the Big 12. They're playing straight flag football. Yeah. So, again, hey, congratulations, Randy Shannon. I understand you're taking Corey Bell with you. Your boy, that's how it's supposed to be done, boss. Congratulations. We know you're going to do a great job over there. Looking forward to getting over there, hanging out with you, seeing what's going on. But this Florida State thing, and again, I'm surprised. You got Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, and we spoke about him a little bit earlier. But then you got Jeremy Pruitt, who's the defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. He now, can't go back to Florida State. Why couldn't he go back? Well, uh, candidly, he uh, had the same problem at Les, uh, that, uh, excuse me, that uh, Lane Kiffin had with the co-eds, and that's basically... Ah, oh, man, we ain't talking about that on the show. No, okay. no, 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 well, not Jerry. But anyway, he, hey, so... He can't go back to FSU, just like Major Applewhite couldn't go back to Texas. That's why he had to take the <laughs> job. Kevin, you vicious, bro. You almost as vicious as this coaching carousel. You don't care. Hey, There's no filter. The game, it ain't the game of thrones anymore. It's the game of coaches. Man. <laughs> Man, you off the chain. But again, hey, real quick, let's talk about the University of Tennessee. There's a couple of schools out there, Mississippi State. You know, Dan Mullen leaving Mississippi State to go to the University of Florida. Okay, great. Bam, we gave him A plus, University of Florida. But he's being replaced by Joe Moorhead. Okay. I don't get that one. I don't either, but we'll figure it out. Ole Miss, sticking with one of their own in-house hire, Matt Luke. Yeah, it made all the sense in the world because they, you know, again, there's some sanctions that could be coming down. You don't have no, to pay a whole lot of down. money. They're losing two bowl games. Yeah, but, you know, you know how that goes. They say that, nah, then there's always going to be some other stuff. Those are self in, self-imposed sanctions right now, all right? But anyway, so the University of Tennessee. Now, this is what – this one right here throws me. The University of Tennessee, SEC football, one of the greatest, has some of the greatest resources in college football. And you got people turning you, Dave Dorn turned you down. I'll tell you the problem. The Greg Schiano situation raised eyebrows of coaches. I mean, it's already like you talking in the opening about the stressfulness of the job and the quick hook that they have. Well, basically, Tennessee showed you not only are we going to be on your butt as an athletic department, but we watch what the fans say, and if we don't like what they say, we may yank you prematurely. So why would you uproot your family for that type of stress? Yeah, that that's, you know, and again, pe- people, and you're hearing it from me, all right? extreme consistency build a program build a program to where these kids when they leave your school either they're going into the national football league or they leave they walk off your campus and they walk in the door of a business of a fortune 500 company and they got jobs build that 
Well, I, I'll say this about Dave Doran. He needs to send a Christmas card to Tennessee because he'll probably get an extension. Well. If he already hadn't gotten an extension. And I'll tell you what, Dave Dorn, you know, our guys up there, um, yeah, George McDonald and Kevin yeah, Patrick. Kevin Patrick and then Aaron Henry, I know him. He's from Immokalee. He's a so, TV coach. Yep. And those guys are doing an amazing job. North Carolina State, keep doing what you're doing. Coach Dorn, hey, man, I hope you get a big old fat paycheck. And if you get one, come on, why don't you come on down here and spend some of that money with uh, – with the get down with Hurley Brown. I'm going to take you out there to Cape Canaveral and we're going to go buy some Island Girl Natural Beauty products. So, hey, but again, <laughs> since y'all are getting all this money, y'all come on down here. I got you. Island Girl Natural Beauty products. Look it up. Check it out. Make your skin real soft. Soft and smooth like a lady. But anyway, hey, and again, we're going to hit these last few schools and then we're going to get out of here for the rest of the day. Now, University of Louisiana Lafayette fired Mark Hudspeth. I don't understand that. Who are you going to get? Who's going to take that job? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. There's two guys that I said that I think that they should look at. One is Larry Scott, who is they, – because they, what they said is they want an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator who is in the Power 5 conference, in the power, one, power, one of the Power 5 schools. Larry Scott's one of those. And then I also threw in Curtis Johnson's name, who's from New Orleans. Yeah, I, I, I told I, I said that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there to you. So if you listen to all you boosters and all you all money guys out there at the University of Louisiana Lafayette, those are my two choices. Those are the get down choices of the day for that and job at the university. Because he had to sit out for a year or two to collect all his money. And Curtis has been Curtis has been in the National Football League. He went to the Chicago Bears. And now he's back with the Saints. So he hadn't sat out at all. But he got his money. Well, no, he couldn't go back yeah. to college. He couldn't take a college job. Oh, yeah, job yeah, yeah college. Right, so now he's ready to go, okay? Rice, David Bailiff. You fired David Bailiff, but you got Mike Bloomgren from the University of Stanford, all right? Sean Kugler, you let go at UTEP. They haven't hired a new coach. Kent State, let go of Paul Haynes. People, this is crazy. It's part of the business. It's part of the job. But to all my head coaches out there that are getting these new jobs, these big contracts, man, y'all keep doing what you're doing. You set the standard for college football. We're going to continue to follow you and support you. Randy Shannon, you and Josh Heifel over there, and I heard you took Corey Bell with you. Hey, man, good luck to you. Homeboy, we're 45 minutes away. We, we, we got you. We got you back. But anyway, the last little bit of business that we got for today, the Heisman. We only got 30 seconds to do it with, Kelvin. The Heisman is being handed down this weekend. Yeah, we already know who won it. Baker Mayfield, the get-down Heisman of the year. Um, I, but I do like the fact that they brought Lamar Jackson back. I don't. Well, he Lamar didn't have the year he had. Yeah, really, buddy. He did. He did. He did. 1,400 yards rushing. Yeah. And, but the one that I don't like is... Uh, my guy Penn State, Saquon Barkley. He didn't even make. He didn't make the top three. He didn't make the three finalists. But Bryce Love did. Remember, Bryce Love was the get down running back of the week a few weeks ago. And who was the guy you said didn't make it that you were talking about? Saquon Barkley, Penn State. He faded. Like both him yeah. and Bryce Love faded, but he faded yeah. even worse. But anyway, that's our show for today. Hey guys, make sure you're watching. The Heisman, the, the, the award ceremony this weekend, and I'm telling you, Baker Mayfield, 
hey man, just don't plant the flag in the middle of the doggone stage when you get up there. We don't need to see all that. Just go up there, accept the award, get on about your business. Guys, stay tuned for Rail of Sports next with VoiceAmericaRadio.com. That's been our show for today. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Same get down channel, same get down time. So get down. Thanks for tuning into the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week. 